Welcome you to the sports kingdom. Welcome you to the sports kingdom. Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachelke. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? Yes, let's list some shit. <laughs> I'm fucking ready. All right. Before we start, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show, or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. On this episode of the TSK Show, Tyler and I continue our five-part series ranking the top active players at each position in the NBA. Tonight is the third installment where we are going to rank the top 20 active small forwards in the NBA. And like we said last episode, Basically, with these lists, Tyler and I have basically agreed upon, like, where we would consider... Yeah, everyone got one category. Yeah, like, where we, we would consider this player plays, yeah. like, the primary yeah, just time. For, just for organizational sakes. We yeah. know that it's, it's a positionless game, and, and uh, you know, this is kind of an old way of categorizing players, but it was just for the sake of listing shit, ranking yeah. stuff. Yeah, and... At the end of the day, these lists are all subjective, so you can agree with them, disagree with them. Yeah, we don't really care. Yep. Then this one, I, this one, I, I, uh, I tried to go um, with with no stats. I I wrote down just every. That's what I did at first. Everyone I could think of, just at first. That, just that's what the I did. Top of first, my head like, before I looked at any numbers, and then I did my top ten without numbers, and I didn't look at stats until I continued to rank eleven through twenty. Interesting. Because I think that the stats, um, when it comes to this kind of shit, I think stats are a little misleading sometimes. Sometimes. Um, sometimes. I think that, like, you They're know, still important. You know, you know, like, I think sometimes you know, um, you know, like, for instance, like, Tobias Harris and, like, Kawhi Leonard. Like, if Tobias Harris has better numbers than Kawhi Leonard. I'm still taking Kawhi Leonard. You know, yeah, exactly. So that, um, you know, take that into consideration. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start off this week. And I'm going to list out my 11 through 20 first. And I'm going to go 11 through 20, right? That's how we've been doing it? Yep. Okay. All right. So at 11, I got your boy, Harrison Barnes. All right. Then I got number 12, the Italian, now playing in Los Angeles, Danilo Gallinari. Okay. Having having a pretty good year. And, I mean, the Clippers have been surprising this year. He's averaging 18 points per game. Pretty impressive. Gallo? Yes. No, Gallo's uh... – <laughs> Gallo's funny man. He's playing. He's <laughs> playing well, and he's gonna get some the, some dumb fucker to pay him. <laughs> Someone's gonna pay him, and they're gonna they're gonna regret it. But he's good for Gallo, man. He plays when he at the right seasons. And listen, he's been he likes to get hurt after he signs his contract. Well, exactly. And he's then been at the end this of year. it, and then at the end of it, he likes to like show you that he can he, ball. He's been healthy this year, so that yeah. that's been the key. So now. All right. I like Gallo. All right. So 11, 12, I got Harrison Barnes, Danilo Gallinari. All right. 13, Brandon Ingram, the young Laker. Okay. Huge. A lot of upside. A lot of potential. 14, Andrew Wiggins. 15, Otto Porter Jr. 16, Joe Ingles. 17, Kelly Oubre Jr. Where'd you You had 15, you had Otto Porter? Yes. Okay. 
18, Rudy Gay, 19, Robert Covington, 20, Jeremy Grant. Damn. So, all right. Just run that back, just top to bottom real quick. All right. Harrison Barnes, Danilo Gallinari, Brandon Ingram, Andrew Wiggins, Otto Porter Jr., Joe Ingles, Kelly Oubre, Rudy Gay, Robert Covington, Jeremy Grant. Damn. So, okay. So, we got one, two, three. Yeah. Five guys different. Okay. So, half. I've got, I've got, half. yeah. I've got five, like, I had five of those, t- that 10. Okay. So, so who did you have? So pretty, so pretty different. Uh, that's, this has got to be the most disparity so far. Um, at 11, I had uh, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Uh, 12, and I'm pissed that you had him ranked higher than me, Harrison Barnes. Can't believe I did him dirty like that. <laughs> um, so 12, I had Harrison Barnes. 13, I got my man. Carmelo Anthony. Oh, on no, the no, no, no. You're, do- you're doing him dirty. He's not even on a team right now, bro. We're, and we'll get into that. 14, I got Brandon Ingram. Uh, 15, okay, so me and you have Ingram pretty close. 15, I got Gordon Hayward, who we can dive into. I don't even have well. Gordon Hayward in my top 20. Yeah. Uh, so my 13 and 15, you didn't even have in your 20. Nope. All right. So Gordon Hayward. Then 16, I got Gallo. 17, I got Otto Porter. Okay. And then um, 18, I went Bojan Bogdanovich from Indy. Okay. Okay. Um, Trevor Reza. I mean, I just think Trev is still the still all- doing it. Trev is just like the all-time like prototype for who I want my small forward to be on a good team. Like he can blend in with anybody. Three and D, b- big playmaker, uh, plays in the big games. Love Trevor Reza. And then number 20, um, this one I went I went back and forth between a couple different guys, but I ended up going with t- Phoenix's T.J. Warren. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I, li- I like T.J. Warren. No, I like him too. He's one that. He's the guy that his name just kept popping up in all stat lists. You know, every time you kind of sort through uh, small forward stats, he was he was on the um, he was on the relative short list. So okay, but yeah, I mean, Carmelo, I think can still get it done. He's just he, not on a team. He got fucked in Houston. They they used him as a scapegoat for bad defense. Hundred percent. When it was not, I mean, you hired him to turn your team's defense around. No, that's no, not no, how no, it no. fucking went. Um, so I think he got uh, he was unfortunate. He's he's teetering in that Allen Iverson uh, spot right now where he's a scorer, so like he's got to accept going to a market that he doesn't necessarily want to go to and come off the bench, or be or, or I mean and be the star, you know. Like if he wants to go to live in Portland, I don't know if he wants to live in Portland. I don't think so. But they, you know, they would be like someone that is like a good fit for him. But I don't think he wants to take that role. And then the other teams that are good, I just don't want him. I mean. Because he because he requires a lot of shots, the ball stops at him on offense. Yeah. So he's kind of stuck between swallowing, um, you know, his role. But I don't think that deteriorates from his game. I think the guy can still get twenty points in twenty minutes off the bench. I I completely agree with everything you said, but it's hard for me to put him in a top twenty when he hasn't played a game since. But it's similar this, to like. And it's November. similar to an injury. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he hasn't played, but I can't. I still can't. But take he that isn't. Out of him. But he isn't playing because of an injury yeah no or he, he and, isn't and, not playing because of an injury no but it's not like he wasn't signed to a team at the beginning of the year he, i think he's just like waiting for the right offer i don't think I he's guess. not playing because he can't play for reference i had carmelo sixth in my list in my top 10 last year yeah yeah exactly uh in ok3 i had andrew wiggins eighth yeah. Otto porter jr 10th yeah yeah and gordon hayward seventh 
And then so Gordon Hayward to me is a guy that like I just don't think his legs are back. I don't think he's feeling good, but he's still a, a incredibly talented basketball player, super valuable. And I mean, you know, he's a good trade piece for Boston or you know, he's going to be a good get because I was talking about it earlier um that you see Paul George and what he's doing right yeah. now coming off the horrific injury. And, you know, it wasn't just like he wasn't playing like this right out the gates. No, I hope, you know, I, I hope mean? Gordon I think, Hayward gets I back to Gordon where Paul Hayward George is now. Next year is going to be a step closer um, to where he was before. And maybe two in two years, you'll see the Gordon Hayward that once was, but it's a really good player. No, listen. Um, so I can't say that, like, I could, I can't take Gallo or Otto Porter or Trevor Ariza over a Gordon Hayward right now because I know the player he can be, and it's just a matter of time. Right, and and again, I agree with everything that you're saying. It's just that for me, I haven't seen the production, and we're talking about right here in this moment. Yeah, plus he's playing in Boston. I mean, they're, they're, they're struggling in the sense that they're just trying to figure out how to run a rotation, how to make well, players and happy. And that's the problem, and, and that's, so, that's affecting his that. play. He's, yeah, he's caught in that too, and that's a place where you don't have the monster stats normally. It's more of a San Antonio type of stat line. Yeah. You know, where it's like the max he would average in Boston is probably 17, 18. Maybe 20. It, maybe 20, you know, like just because of playing with Kyrie and Jason Tatum and all those guys. But, yeah, um, really quick, it, uh, just from the top to bottom, uh, ranking in order, I got Wiggins, then Barnes, Carmelo, Brandon Ingram, Gordon Hayward, then Gallo, Otto Porter, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, Trevor Reza, and TJ Warren. Um, yeah. All right. All right, and then so who do you who do you have at 10? So 10, this guy was the first guy on the outside looking in last year, but this year I just he's he's continued to just keep being productive as Chris Middleton. Yeah, I got Chris Middleton at 10 as well. Yeah, I think he's not someone that I'm like in love with, but I love his situation and his fit with the he's team. He's thriving in Milwaukee. He's thriving. I don't think you get this production uh out of him and every other team necessarily. I don't I think he could be uh, you know, I don't think he'd be bad at other places, but this is the perfect fit for him. And he plays a ton of minutes and he plays super efficiently. Yeah, uh, he's a two way player. So Middleton definitely uh, definitely deserves the top 10 nod. And he gets the and he gets the Wally Zerbiak, <laughs> Tom Gugliotta, <laughs> Jamal McGlure all star bid this year. Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> basically getting the bid for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a team award. Right yeah, there. I had him at nine last year. Uh, in my, uh, I had a, I had Barnes I had Barnes at ten, Chris Middleton at eleven, and those two kind of like played the switch. Really, yeah, they kind of flip flopped. Yep. Uh, coming in at number nine, um, this kid this kid wasn't in the top ten last year. Uh, no. Definitely moved up. Had a great. It's just having a phenomenal year. Is Tobias? Oh, I okay. So I, I got I got interesting. Tob I got Tobias at nine. He's shooting, he's shooting incredibly well. He's on a new team now. Uh, Philadelphia has shown that he can, like, you know, they believe that he can carry a team just like – or help carry a team just like he did it as with the Clippers and the Pistons. He's played well um, everywhere he's gone. So, I like him. He's a kid that was drafted at 18. He's a big body. He can play the three and the four. Um, Two-way player again. You know, definitely a top ten small forward. Yeah. Um, for me at number nine, I have – someone who was not in the top 10 last year but this year he's having a a good year he it's it's not as 
as big of a jump as people would have liked to have seen from him oh, yeah, going from his first year to his second year. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this kid is a fucking hooper. Yeah. And it's Jason Tatum, and his ceiling is so far above his head right now. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah, Boston's just struggling to figure out who's doing what, when, how they're going to spread it out, who's going to run with what unit. Yeah. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, they know. That's why he's not in the top five. Yeah. I think, he, I think he's a guy that's going to be in the top five one of these days. Oh, for sure. Um, and he I will think be. a lot he of will people be. thought he would do it this year. But, um, yeah, I think that just Boston, I, being in Boston has just been tough I to think, look good individually. I think it's too hard for him to jump into the top five until a few of the guys at the top retire. You think that, but kids make steps. No, you're not wrong. I think a couple of these guys you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought would jump in there until someone left. Yeah, but I I so you have Tobias at nine. I have Jason Tatum at nine. I have Tobias a little bit higher, so I'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, but at number eight, and this is this is for you, Blake. Huh. Number eight, I got the rookie, and hands down the rookie of the year. I also have Luca. Luca at number eight. I also have Luca at number eight. And and he definitely this was definitely a tough like ranking for Luca. It was hard, it was hard for me to put him over Jason Tatum. And, and it's tough, you know, with like you know he plays a lot of guard. He brings the ball up, um, but he's his a big length, guy, his length, mm-hmm. and his athleticism and how he uses his body on defense, and still everything he does on offense is just unreal for his age. From the transition from European ball to the NBA, yeah. his he's made it almost like it's seamless. Yeah, I've he, never he, seen. He's a superstar in the making for sure. I'm, and I'm a, a future MVP candidate. Yeah, I really don't think I've seen a European player transition any more seamlessly yeah. than Luca has. No, he's probably the best, uh, and we've said this quite a bit. But he's probably the best European prospect ever. I, I just don't think I've ever seen anything come in especially uh and using the word prospect as like a a, you know a younger person you know yeah there's guys like when arvita sabonis came over and 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 stuff that like they were decorated right they came over much later in their career they had they had been in europe for like half of their prime already those were great those were great european prospects too but like when I think of the best European prospects I've ever seen, it's it's Donkic and it's Rubio and Pau. You know, but I don't remember like necessarily Pau as like a prospect. True, like that, you know true. I mean? Okay, all right, yeah, he, I got he you. He was drafted. I got you. He was drafted highly and stuff, but I didn't like. I didn't know Pau. You know what I mean? I no, knew. I got who, you. I knew who Luca was. You knew. We um, knew who I, Rubio I was. I knew who Rubio was. Uh, we knew who Yao Ming was. Uh, Valanciunas was yeah, big coming yeah. out, but um, even Valanciunas, like, there's no, I didn't, I could not pronounce his name on draft Andre, day. Uh, Andrea Bargnani, yeah, and, and those guys too. The, like, yeah, they got hot right before the draft, you know. Yeah, but I, there, Luca's just the best. I no. mean, he's just the best. You know, it's unreal. It's the best thing I've ever seen coming into the NBA he's, from Europe, and he's definitely a, he's he's a stud. Dude. He's, he's going to be able to do a lot. Hands down the rookie of the year, 20.8 points per game, 7 rebounds a game, 5.5 assists, shoots 43% from the field. Yeah. He could be, you know, like he could do some freaky shit. Like you might be, you could see a triple-double. You could see 40, 50, 90. He could do them in the same fucking year. And here's here's another crazy part is, yes, he is, what, 19 years old? He is mm-hmm. very young for his age, but 
he's already a winner in a very big competitive league in Europe. It's kind of just shows you the you know there's pros and cons to different routes you can take to get to the pros. Hundred percent. Just shows Luca's you know kind of the prize, um, the prize jam as far as like Europe and how their process goes and understanding like this kid started to learn how to become a pro at 12 and 13 years old you know being in something a program like real madrid yeah he's been doing this they are they are grooming you to be a pro they're trying to teach you how to be a pro you're away from home you're in big stadiums you're in important games your teammates are 30 something years old you like learn all these things that other kids have to adjust to while they're in the nba you're only just you're just adjusting you're growing the ball. up with it you're, you're growing up with it yeah he's already done all that he's just adjusting to playing ball so his game all he's trying to figure out is what he can what package of his game he can bring to the nba and it's a fucking lot yeah i mean it's a lot <laughs> his step back is unbelievable his passing is unbelievable his size is unbelievable um it's crazy he's yeah. bright bright future yeah i mean him he will definitely him and, be, him and Porzingis are gonna uh, be nice, a dynasty. I hope Porzingis is healthy. Yeah, if, if Porzingis can be healthy, we talked about it last episode there yeah. or two episodes, three. And episodes the good thing ago. is he doesn't have to be healthy this year. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if like he got healthy and you know post All Star break they made a push, um, you know, to get to the playoffs. But they don't have to get to the playoffs this year. You know, no, they, mean? they, 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 sh- no, they shut Porzingis down. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to come in. No, they shut him down. Oh, damn. He's, he's not coming. Damn. So I he's not he, playing at all. I thought he was going to end up playing after the All Star break. No, he's not playing at all. Yeah. This see, year. so that's that's even better. Yeah. So all right, who do you got at number seven? Uh, I got Jason Tatum. Oh, okay, cool. So, so like J- Luka Doncic was, it was a tough, a tough pick, but it's like, man, Jason Tatum. I, it's like his game's so impressive. He can do so much, and like just right now, I think I got to take Jason Tatum over Doncic. Um, for the time being, I think that'll change soon. Um, I think they're different. They're different players. I'm all, too. I'm all in on Lucas. So. Lucas a ball handler. No, um, very and different. Jason players. Tatum is more of a guy that's like you know your star your star wing player. Yeah, he's uh, Jason Tatum is a guy that's got to guard all these fuckers up at the top of this list, and he's someone that I think can hang with anybody. Um, Boston's just kind of had a, a sluggish start. Right. Um, and he was definitely – Jason Tate was definitely a guy where people had huge expectations this year. Um, and it just hasn't quite happened. But in the playoffs, I think that's where his expectations yeah. came from. And I think that's where they'll be judged ultimately this season. Agreed. All right. At number seven, I have Tobias Harris, the newly acquired Philadelphia 76er. Um, the reason I have – Tobias over Luca and Jason Tatum is just he's been in the league a little bit longer and he's mm-hmm. he's just kept progressing. Yeah. To he's like fulfilled his yeah, t- kind of potential. Came in at 18 years old, was the youngest guy in the draft. Um so, you know, his 8 years at 26 years old or whatever it is right now. Yeah. Um that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, Still he's having real young. Yeah, he's having a career year, 20.8 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game shooting 49.8% from the field, 44% from three-point, which is a career high. Yeah, he's just like a tad over J.J. Redick shooting right now. So yeah. they're just like, we have two of the best shooters in the league starting right now. Yeah. With I mean, with Ben Simmons. you know, With and, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Jimmy Butler. Yeah. That starting five, I think, yeah. is probably the second best starting five behind the Warriors right now. It's up there. It's up there. So, I mean, I – I got to give Tobias 
the nod just because he's more of a veteran in the league. So, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm, yeah. I I got Tobias at number seven. Who do you got? Who do you got at seven? Uh, at seven, I had Jason Tatum. Oh, that's right. Yep. So um, at six, now this is like I think the well, I would consider the elite group. Yeah, this even is where though, the line is drawn. Even though Jason Tatum and Donkic and you know they're creeping, they're creeping. They're, those are two kids that I think will be there. They're like pre-elite, you know, like <laughs> they're just developing their game. They're young. They're yeah. rookie year and second year in the league. Yeah. So I think Tatum and Luca are elite in the making, but these six guys are for sure. I think the elite and number six, I got Jimmy Butts. As do I. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we pure- might be pretty close in yeah, uh, where we pure- rank everybody now. This is purely now. just because the guys in front of him. It has him being six has nothing to do with him. No being slight like, on him whatsoever. No, like I said, he's in the group. You know, if this was like if we were really doing this as like a scout. Or a, a, a GM or, or something. A, a depth chart, one might yeah, say. Yeah, this is an elite player. Uh, elite, arguably, he's probably a top five two-way player in the league. I'd put him top five. Um, I'm not, you know, off the top, I think that that's where he'd land. And uh, Philly is just stacked with They're them. rolling. They're just loaded. And, I mean, two. they got two of my top nine small forwards in the league starting with them right now. Yeah. Pretty good. And, obviously – Every Jimmy Butler's high on everybody's list right now after the practice. <laughs> yeah. So. No, but that that definitely had something to do with me ranking Andrew Wiggins a little bit lower. Yeah. This I mean, year. I think Cat I think Cat, everybody on that team takes a bump down and he takes a bunch of bumps up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh so at number five, uh we talked about him last episode on yep. if he should be considered in the MVP race now. Yep. And it's Paul George. Yep. Uh, arguably uh, the defensive player of the year, leading the league in steals. He's definitely yeah. in that conversation yeah. if he's not in the MVP conversation. Um, like Jimmy Butler, I would say even top three, maybe top two, maybe even the best two-way player in the NBA right now. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Um, I, would put, I would put him ahead of Jimmy Butler in that category. Yep. Um, the only other player I think I would toss him up with is maybe Clay Thompson. Yep. Um, but so I think I think it would be Clay and Paul George for the top spot for the for best two way player in the league right now. Um, but yeah, I mean this this elite group that we have of six players that we're discussing, yeah. it's 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 yeah, pretty are, much these all- are probably like these are probably Hall of Famers. These are guys that are all going to have five to ten All Star games. Um, yeah. they're all you know going to be have some All NBA accolades. A lot of them are going to have MVPs. Paul George is an MVP caliber player. So He's, is Jimmy Butler. I don't, you know, maybe. May I don't know if Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, just to me, out of the six, is the least likely to. I'd agree with that. I don't think he's going to win one, first of all, but I don't think he was ever necessarily that takeover of a player um, as far to get like an MVP like a Paul George's. Uh, but Paul George is showing the clutchness, the 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 two way, the versatility play with another superstar and everybody everybody was talking about how he's gonna regret staying with russ and they've found a way to make it work and they're third in the west right now yeah i mean because i mean when you're that good you just you think you can walk out on the court and play with anybody exactly so yeah and then uh moving on um now it gets even even grittier <laughs> um but i went with Giannis at number four so did i uh yeah uh 
The but, only thing, the only reason I have Giannis at four and not any higher is because he can't shoot the three. Yeah, and it's and like, now he's starting to get it. Giannis is a freak. Uh, is the freak. You know, he, he is literally the Greek freak and can has no holes in his game really. I, I guess other than outside shooting, um, he is like the future of the NBA. This is what the NBA is going to look like moving forward. Um, he's crazy. I mean, I don't know how you stop him. His game is so unique. I've never seen anyone, you know, the way he can finish inside the paint. It's Chamberlain-like. It's Shaq-like. It's LeBron-like. Um, no, he's, you know, I think he's shooting close to 70% underneath the rim. Yeah. Uh, well, he's shooting 58% from the field total, so. You know, 6'11", ball handling skills, two-way player, team leader, uh, just bona fide MVP superstar. candidate. MVP candidate. He's, he's for sure going to win one. one no, he, he will be a staple in the MVP race for the next five to seven years, probably. Yeah, yep. And uh, he's going to go down as a legend, 100%. Yeah, I mean, listen, we talk, we talk about how Steph Curry has, like, evolutionized the game from taking it outside from it being an inside game and kids now shooting 30 footers and mm -hmm. AAU and college yeah. and all of that. And what Steph's impact on the game has been Giannis is having that same exact impact with these long athletic yeah. positionless yeah. players. I think everybody's training the same now. Everybody's training to be a point guard, which is smart. I mean, that's how, that's how you should do it now. And, and he's kind of just the, uh, the first one that we're seeing, the, you know, like a Ben Simmons and even like LeBron and people like Brandon Ingram and all these yeah. freakishly, you know, Thon Maker, all these freakishly long players that can do so much. Yeah. All right. So at number three, uh, I think we both have Kawhi. Yep. And this is this right here is a good uh, even though I don't know. Did Durant ever win? Durant won finals MVP, right? He's won it back to back years. Yeah. See, so. You know, Kawhi, has he gotten the league MVP? No. Yeah. So I think Kawhi, this kind of shows you where the MVP versus finals MVP, LeBron and KD and Kawhi, all finals MVPs, but KD and LeBron, I assume you have over Kawhi. They're also the regular season MVPs. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Looking, I'm looking back at my top 10 from last year. And I had Giannis at three and Kawhi at four. But also last year, Kawhi only played nine games. Yeah, Kawhi was on the fritz last year. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I got I, mean, I got Kawhi Leonard. That was no knocking Kawhi Leonard. That was just referencing a conversation we had about the importance on your legacy between a finals MVP and a regular season MVP. Yeah. Um, what's, Kawhi's just proven everybody – yeah, it's like he's just proven to everybody that you can't you, you got to see what what someone's got. You can't like over you can't be quick to judge. No, exactly. Uh, it it like everything we just said about Kawhi and him only playing 9 games last season and it being a real mystery on if he was going to be the same player. Yeah. He's proven that he is answered all questions. Every just single like question. Luck. Yeah. Um he's he's, back. Che he's checked all the boxes. And he could probably and he's probably, you know, he's got his Best chance in the East to go to the finals right now. Or he his team has arguably the best chances to make it to the finals right now. Yes. So well, I would say them in Milwaukee. Yeah. So he you know, he's in the mix and it's gonna be a lot easier path than it has been for him in the past. Yeah. Or not excuse me, I said Milwaukee, I meant Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Um all right. Now I think we are gonna disagree. Oh no. Oh God. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead and have your hot take. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. I'm going to let you say it. I'm not saying it. My number two is LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, that's just retarded. Th- that is no good. Uh, LeBron is the best player in the game. He's the best player in the world. He's got to be the best at whatever position we want to put him at. Uh, KD, I think, is the second best player in the world. Okay. I think these two guys are the the two best players in the world. It. I don't yes. think it's even. No, I, I don't even think it's, it's close. Like third place is very debatable. Um, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah, you know, there's Giannis, so many. Giannis, Ant, Steph, Kawhi, Steph, um, Russell, all these guys. Uh, but these are the one and two. Nobody, God damn it. No, Lakers lost. To the Hawks. That's Fuck. Em- that's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Kevin Durant has got to be number two on the list. He is uh, one of the best scorers I've ever seen. I'm going to go. I think Kevin Durant is uh, going to pass Bill uh, Larry Bird for me. Um, as far as like a top five player of all time, I think I have to put Kevin Durant as a top five player in NBA history. I think his game is just, there's no, it's too good. It's too, he's got an unguardable shot. All these guys that are like Kevin, uh, all these guys that are like KD that have the body like KD are not KD. They can't do it like him. He is shooting like Ray Allen and Reggie Miller in these other, you know, these Brandon Ingram bodies. He's shooting like Ray Allen. You know what I mean? He is so smooth. He can score. He is probably more like Reggie because he's an absolute just bona fide scorer. God damn it. You want another Wilt Chamberlain stat? Yeah. LeBron tied Wilt Chamberlain for fifth most triple doubles in NBA history with 78 total for his career tonight. Nice. Just well, another Wilt Chamberlain stat for you. Yeah. That would be crazy if his stuff eventually started to fall down. It, um, it that, is. That'll really show it where is. the league's at, you know, if – if people start taking down those uh, those early '60s stats that he had, yeah, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fifty crazy. points a game, twenty rebounds a game. Yeah, but I mean, for me, Kevin Durant just has an unguardable shot. You can't, you yeah. can't, you can't physically get even your hand. You, even if you're in front, you exactly. Can't, you if can't you are face, it. if you are face guarding Kevin Durant, you cannot put a hand up and get. Your hand close to the ball. Not even close. Yeah, he's got uh, And with LeBron James being in his 16th season, I have seen a decline this season in watching him play with the Lakers. Maybe. I don't I, know. I, I don't know if I could say decline necessarily. Okay. I, maybe not decline, but there has been a difference. He, it's, it's, he missed 16 or 17 games. Yeah. That was tough. The longest stretch of his entire career. Now, granted, I think he could have came back much earlier, and he was taking yeah. a precautionary yeah, route. Yeah, for sure. I think, and I think that's what you have to do. Well, yeah, you have to do that in year sixteen. Yeah. So I just for well, me, and, and when you're you know you're that important to the team, you can't just rush back and get hurt even worse. Yeah. So I mean, listen, KD, LeBron, one two, LeBron, KD, one two. It doesn't really matter. I think we're at the point to where. KD, like, if anything, the door may be closed on LeBron being the best player in the world, but if it's open still, KD's got his foot in the door. No, I mean, KD is the one. If not if, if not his foot, half his KD, – both legs. KD's the one that's been in waiting. He He's definitely the one in waiting, but I don't think he's – I don't think he's got it yet. LeBron's just too, uh, too, domi- too dominating in the whole aspect of being an NBA player. 
He just uh, on the court, playing defense, playing offense, managing the game, man- facilitating the game, managing the team off the court. You know, managing the team in the locker room, um, being the being the spokesperson of the league. I think he just does like takes everything and just crushes it. He's just the best at everything. It's wild. I don't know. LeBron LeBron had a lot of impact on that locker room in uh, Indiana a couple couple nights ago. What's that? LeBron had a lot of impact on that locker room uh, in Indiana. Hey, I mean the guy's not perfect. I mean it's not it's not gonna be it's not gonna be perfect, and he's got a tough job. I mean, the Lakers haven't made the playoffs for the last five years. Um, don't and remind he's, me. And he's coming in to to basically to basically save it and get to the playoffs with just him this year. And then next year, you know, they really want to be a contender. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, man, you're asking him to do everything this year. And I think he's, do- you know, if they get to the playoffs. No, he's doing him, as much as he can. I think I think if they get into the playoffs, it's because of him. And I would, people, I would agree with that. Some people, you know, will take the side that if they miss it, it'll be because of him. But that's LeBron James. That's the kind of, like, pressure no. and burden I, he carries. I wouldn't say that if the Lakers – I wouldn't say the Lakers missing the playoffs is solely on LeBron James. No, but he's going to be the one that, you know. Well, he, yeah, he's going to get the blame. Yeah. But I wouldn't give him that blame. I just think he's still the best player in the world. He can just I mean, just can control the game as one player. All right. So with that, next week. Yep, the we, power forwards. Part four, we'll do the power forwards. Love power forwards. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I feel like the power forwards and the shooting guards are going to be very similar. Well, that's because I mean, like what we were talking about earlier with the grouping of the players and stuff. Like, I think the shooting guard and and power forward are kind of in the those are the two that are kind of evaporating. It's just you know now you're 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 a stretch four or you're a point forward or you're this you're an undersized four. They can spread, you know, spread the court, or you know, your three, three and D guy at the, at the two and the four. Those positions are kind of like they're not the big talent; they're more the role player, glue guy, positions. Yeah, just because I mean the stars. It's just like point guard's the deepest position. Small forward is the most talented position at the top. Center is like the most evolving. Yeah. Yep. And so power forward and shooting guard are really kind of just uh, not the sexier positions right now. Well, and they're. Because a lot of these guys, a lot of these, a lot of these small forwards are playing two or four. A lot of these point guards are playing the two. Right. You know, so it takes away from them. Yeah. But all right, with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Don't forget you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK show. Peace. Later.